going through the teaching of the month of Elul and its significance in the biblical calendar and the, the love of God, the romance of God, as we've been talking about. Yeah. Uh, and now we're going to, um, we're going to, we're, talking, we're going to talk about cows. That's <laughs> right. So what's up next? Say, how do you feel about cows? <laughs> yeah, Corey, I mentioned Corey's uh, first word was moo, because our papa was, you know, a cow farmer. So he spent a lot of time around cows. So it's like, that's your first word, moo? Moo. So cows is the subject, specifically one by the name of Hathor. So... Um, it's impossible to actually experience what Moses did. Talked about, you know, putting your feet in his sandals and, you know, mm. that's a, you know, in reality, obviously we can't do that, but we want to get a feeling and understand it. So if we're really going to engage this whole repentance thing and honestly make it apply to us, you wouldn't think that we could go back 3,500 years and <laughs> hit on some relative topics, but, you know, where the people of Israel and those around the mountain and those journeying out of Egypt, those ending up dying in the desert. One thing we have in, in common with them, we're all stuck and stupid, right? Yeah. We uh, <laughs> we don't we don't have to try really hard to go. I don't feel like I can relate to their struggles. <laughs> yeah, you can. You know, mm. we we find the stupidest things to get us off of our journey. Yeah, and. So Moses is having to walk with the children of Israel at the mountain in the desert or even in the promised land. He's walking through this whole situation. But we know from 1 Corinthians that God was not pleased with most of them. So their dead bodies were scattered over the desert. These things have, been, have become examples for us so that we won't desire what is evil as they did. So people who think they are standing firmly should be careful that they don't fall. There isn't any temptation that you've experienced which is unusual for man. So this is a commonality. We may look at this situation. I mean, I'm going to break down some of their stupid, but the only reason for doing this is this, this is still in the world today. I'm just to show how stupid we are, yeah. I mean, it is so real. So Paul is nice enough to list some common examples of just how we are like them back in 1 Corinthians. Don't worship false gods as some of them did. When people sat down to a feast, which turned into an orgy, we shouldn't sin sexually as some of them did. We shouldn't put Yehovah to the test as some of them did. Don't complain as some of them did. The result of all those things was death, by the way. So let's put our feet back on those sandals of Moses again. See, you know, why did he break the command? I mean, smashed. He spent 40 days and God wrote these with his own finger, it says, and he smashes them. I mean, what in the world causes that? So, but but also uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is, do you look at your life and do you ever feel that one? You know, you're so angry at yourself for doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And so this this reality is still very real. Okay, so let's go back to Pentecost first, because right now Moses is on the mound for the third time, can't stop going. So. We've been with God on the mountain for 40 days. We have the commandments, and now we're coming to share the intimacy with the people. You have spent 40 days with God face to face. Your face is shining. So what's happening here? When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, so I want you to pay real close attention here, the calf and the dancing, his anger burned. Now, it's not like Moses didn't like dancing or cows. When he saw the golden calf and the dancing, the anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hand. 
mm. breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. Now, I should say to you also, one of the basic Jewish concepts, biblical concepts, is there is no such thing as just your own personal sins. What the whole people, what the group does is yours. Mm. All right? So he couldn't even hold the tablets while he watched, while he saw them sin. This is, he was putting himself in their feet. In other words, he was changing his sandals for them. And yeah. when he's looking down, he says, I, I can't. And he had just been in the glory of God for all that time. And, imagine, and you know how it feels when you're in God's presence and break. then you come. Yeah. It's just, oh, it, it's, it doesn't work. And he took the calf the people had made and burned it in the fire. Then he ground it to powder, scattered it in the water, and made the Israelites drink it. So uh, I can relate to that last part. That's good. All right. But let's break it down. What does it mean by he saw the calf and the dancing? His anger burned, all right? All the plagues in Egypt were against the idols or gods of the land. The ten plagues were God dealing with their top ten idols or false gods, which were they worshipped the Nile, they worshipped frogs, the earth, creation. They literally worshipped cows. Healing, the sky, the harvest, the sun, life and death, these are all Egyptian gods. So the fifth plague in Egypt was against cattle. And there were several cow gods in Egypt. And it, says, it just sounds funny to me, even saying it and thinking it. Why in the world would you worship a cow? But Hathor was the cow goddess of, get this, love, beauty, and joy. Hmm. Have you ever looked at a cow and I said, think of cows when I think love, of those. Love, beauty, joy. Yeah, That's sure. the essence of a cow. Yeah. I kid you not. Remember, <laughs> Ham, the father of Canaan, the son of Noah, founded Egypt. So Canaanite depravity ran wild there. The female cow was their love goddess, considered the concubine of these two sacred bulls, Ta, who they called their creator, and Nevis, his oracle. So hmm. no, it's not enough just saying he made a golden calf. You, you need to understand what's going on here. So making a golden calf and then calling it Yova, which is what they did, and worshiping it intimately after telling the living God that they didn't want to be with him, remember? Right. I, I don't want to die, was so far beyond offensive. There was actually a song that was sung in Egypt in the time while worshiping Hathor. And they very well may have been singing at the foot of the mountain. It's come, O golden one who eats of praise, because the food of her desire is dancing, who is satisfied with the dancing at night. Come, the procession is in the place of drunkenness, of traveling through the marshes. Now, I can't even describe what many of those words are alluding to. They're, they're bad, uh, because it's just that bad. So the outrage we see from Moses is the result of coming from the heights of meeting with Jehovah face-to-face, -face, and then coming down the mountain to find the people in this drunken orgy around this Egyptian love goddess who mm -hmm. they're now calling Jehovah because Aaron designated the day as idolatry as a celebration of Jehovah. Now, most ancient cultures believe that divine beings entered statues through which worshippers could interact with their gods. That's what this is about. The Egyptians believe that Ta, as their creator god, created shrines for all the other gods and great graven images according to each of their wishes, which they could then inhabit. So it's this concept, these fallen angels have got, we're gods, we're gods. And so they've got this in their, the teaching of humanity for these thousands of years now that these these fallen angels just like they've come and mixed with men and created these giants mm. and these different creatures so this is a real thing for them so they in fact they believe that gods entered every wood every stone every clay so they would perform this mouth opening ritual after an idol was made to provide a doorway for that fake deity to enter and animate the idol 
So they're doing all this to bring this golden calf to life, mm. so to speak. So the demon god would come into it. So we may not have idols made of gold or stone anymore, but we have our idols. Yeah. We have addictions and fantasies and pornography and clubs and bars and hidden thoughts and private places. Darkness that allow us to feel free to experience who we think we want to be. Mm. All right, so I just want to be just as straightforward. This the scene sounds so bizarre until you realize that this is something that's, you know, why is it we, you know, I'm not knocking going to these movies or anything, but why is it that this means so much to me? Why is it that, what is it I'm getting out of this? Well, and in the type and shadow of Egypt being the world, they were doing the same thing in that moment of going back to Egypt. They were trying to bring back this thing that they knew from where they felt they were safe from all this stuff. And there's another side of this, too, which we'll talk about next, which is I remember my mom telling me not to hang around with certain people, mm. you know, and I'm just thinking, Psh. Right. And, of course, every time it got me in trouble. So she was so, so much smarter than I gave her credit for. But this is also who is causing all this. I'm talking about when the wisdom breaks down, when you start spending time in the world and hanging in the world and wondering why you start acting like the world. That's next. Mm. When the wisdom breaks down. Is that a nicer way to say get stuck and stupid? Yeah. I like stuck and stupid. That's the, <laughs> the problem is I just really love that vision because I can apply it to my heart so much easier, you know.